0: Hello there, and welcome back. It's Sasha Sterling, and thank you for joining us on the Exploring All That Is Sacred podcast. Today, we have a really special guest, Vanessa Ingram. She is a certified life and mindset coach who specializes in helping people harmonize with universal law by mastering the power of their beautiful minds. She's particularly passionate about achieving, sorry, activating aspiring change makers and helping them to put their incredible plans for impact into action by focusing on their growth and development. Welcome, Vanessa. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. So I'm gonna pass it to you to expand a little bit more on what you're up to in the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely, so I mean, As you so beautifully already put it, I am a certified mindset coach. I work with Conway Consulting, and we really teach about the spiritual and mental sciences and how individuals can harmonize with universal law. And I actually started my business, my coaching business, just over two years ago with a focus on helping these passionate change makers get their ideas for impact into the world. So I'm very passionate about climate change myself and stopping climate change. And so that was a huge tenet of my work. And what I noticed was this real push pull within the changemaker community of people wanting to have impact and wanting to create abundance for themselves and their family. Like there was this like unspoken belief that you cannot do both. You can either be an altruist or an egoist. You have to do one or the other. And what I learned through doing a deep dive into the spiritual sciences and learning universal law is that it's actually a beautiful synergy. It's this harmonious relationship, because when you do good, the more good you put out into the world, the more good you get back. And so you can and you should do both. You should go out there and be a change maker. You should have incredible impact and you should expect and receive with graciousness all the abundance that is coming your way. And so that's really what I'm on a mission to share now is that you know abundance is there for all of us for the the planet for humanity and for each and every one of us
0: mm, i love your message and your mission so much it's such a win 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 and it just the, even that that belief that there is enough for all not just for humanity but for the planet it's just so inspiring and i know we're both mamas and thinking about the world we're leaving to our children and their children and their children I do feel like right now, whether people have been in leadership or are called to leadership now, there's definitely something happening on the planet. Like the, the urgency feels very high. So I'm curious how you maintain your positivity and your hopefulness while on, I don't know, you didn't say the front lines, but like in your <laughs> activism, supporting other change makers, because something I'm seeing is um an oscillating between being, you know, on the charge, vision led, positive, and then oscillating between like hopelessness based on circumstances or, you know, not seeing change fast enough. So how do you manage that for yourself?
1: Mm. Well, I think that's a really deep spirituality question. Well, mm-hmm. and truly. Because if you believe that we operate in an infinite universe with infinite possibility and potential and supply and abundance, well, then we have to just have faith and belief that it's going to be okay. Uh And that we as individuals, as change makers are receiving guidance and ideas from a higher power on what we can do to create a way forward. And so, yes, there's always going to be environmental circumstances that don't align with your vision, with your goals, and that's going to be the same. If it's climate change, if it's you know war torn, uh, you know, countries, as it is with your bank account when you're starting a business and you're trying to make investments, and your bank account is really low, but you have these big, ambitious, multi million dollar views for your business, right? There's an element of where your external environment doesn't always line up with your goals. And the only way through that is faith. It's faith in a higher power to lead you and guide you and support you in getting to what you're seeking. But it's also belief and faith in yourself that you can activate your inner power to do what you're planning to do and actually get there and change
0: your circumstances. So have you always had this faith and belief in yourself, or was there something that happened that activated that for you?
1: That's a great question, an absolute great
0: question. So
1: I've always had a belief in myself that if I put my head down and did the work, I could achieve anything. And that certainly replicated it, you know, in different ways in my life from like, being 18 and being hit with like a $5,000 cleaning bill from an apartment complex when I was moving out because they claimed that our apartment wasn't clean. Uh-huh. And me actually saying my apartment was spotless. I have all the records to prove it. And I actually went out and got free legal advice. Like I hit them back with just evidence that what they were doing was just so unfair. And they were just trying to take advantage of you know, a young 18 year old who would typically just be like, OK, whatever. Like I have so many stories of that where my back was against the wall and I just, I figured it out and I got myself out and I was just very strong, but there's a newfound faith in a higher power that's really only come to me in sort of the last couple of years, which comes from not having to try so hard, right? Like the examples in my youth, and a lot of the success and the accolades I gathered throughout my life, they came from trying really hard, like doing a lot of work, hustling, like hustle culture. And what I've really started doing in the last two years is researching and learning about universal law, which is essentially just the laws that govern the universe, how energy works, how energy transfers through the human body to create on this earth. And that has given me a new faith that I've supported along the way. And that it actually doesn't have to be hard, that you can achieve anything that you want through harmonizing and building that relationship with your higher power.
0: Where does mentorship and community come in for you around? Because I know you support a lot of other leaders and you're part of a big community. So for you, where does mentorship and community come in around maintaining this, knowing this faith for you to work with universal law?
1: Mm. Well, I mean, anytime you're with a mentor, it's just someone who's gone before you, who can show you the way they have a different level of consciousness, right? So I hire mentors who have a level of consciousness that I aspire to, who have studied universal law who understand how it works and who can help have belief in me when I don't have that belief mm. because it's all a process right and we're all going through this scale of awareness and ultimately just trying to increase our awareness as we go so so to me that's mentorship it's the transference of knowledge but most importantly the transference of belief mm-hmm. and environment's everything. Really, like our environment influences the messages we're receiving on a daily basis, both, you know, through through thought, but also through energy. So what energy are we allowing ourselves to be surrounded by 100 percent of the time? Well, that's going to influence whether we're on a high vibration or a low vibration. So I make sure that I'm only in communities of other people who understand this work. Who are working on their own, you know, frequency and vibration, working on their own understanding, and trying not to get drawn down by circumstance. So, I think they're probably the two most important things you could do with your life is have a mentor and have an incredible community that supports your growth and development. Because I actually believe that that's our purpose in life mm-hmm. is to grow and expand. We're infinite beings with infinite imp- potential. So we're here to grow. We're here to learn. We're here to create.
0: Yeah. Before we hit record, I know you and I were talking about purpose and I was sharing with you a theme from some of the people in our community that have been reaching out and just asking how do I realign or reignite my purpose or find a new purpose, like through circumstance, through, you know, maybe too many quote unquote failures, right? Like, oh, just that that sense of just, exhaustion or giving up or pausing to question, am I on the right path? Am I pushing up against stream? Is it time to go a different way? And so I know purpose is something that you're really passionate about and support people in. And so what advice would you give to someone who in a pause of they've disconnected from purpose for whatever reason, without judgment, how do you, how do you see like coming back into alignment and inspiration with purpose? awareness of purpose?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I know in those times, it can be really hard, really hard to find your feet again. And I think it's potentially the reminder that we all have one purpose. I truly believe that as humans, we all have one purpose and it's to serve others it's not necessarily about us and it's not necessarily about our individual message. So we can have multiple visions, multiple messages that we are bringing into this world, but in back of all those messages, you know, whatever impact you're trying to have with your business, whatever message you're trying to get into the world with your social media in back of it is you just want to help other people. So sometimes the easiest way to get out of that kind of like stagnancy is to remind ourselves that if we help others do that, then we in turn help ourselves because it's they're not they're not separate. They're actually one in the same. So when we help others, we help ourselves when we help ourselves, we help others. So I think it's just going to that core of
0: service is really the first step. So interesting you say this. I agree. And. I personally see a caveat, and I'm wondering what you think about this. All right, let's do it. (laughs) So (laughs) let's do it. Okay, so I am a recovering martyr mother, and I perpetually in the past would hide inside of relationship. So a lot of people in in this community also default to being a support role, and yet have a deep calling, a knowing that they're here to impact on a on a big level, to to really be in their sovereign leadership, in addition to being that support. For other people's actualization, and whether it's in mothering, in being a daughter, in volunteering—like the heart to serve—is not a problem for the people listening. I'm going on. I'm just being a generalist right here. So, something that's been really interesting that has been game-changing is that, like, that balance of both. How do we be in our individual individuality and in that oneness consciousness in the service to others? So. Is there a flip side to that in terms of defining purpose that is more individualistic that you do or, and it's okay if not, I'm just curious because this has been so such a big conversation for years around this, like how to be the lead of our own life and Mm -hmm. live a life of impact and service, but not in a way that is self-sacrificing or martyring self, like really feel like having that really good personal experience and being in service. Yeah, hundred percent. So,
1: I love this question. This is this is great. So, I guess first question I would have for you is, do you believe that you are responsible for your life?
0: Yes. Okay. Hundred percent. Yes, a hundred percent. So,
1: you are the creator of your results, and thereby you are responsible for your life.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. Okay.
1: So is it not the same truth of everyone else on this planet? Yes. Okay. So I think we sometimes forget that. We blend the lines between, well, I'm responsible for my results. And if I serve other people, if I help them, then they're not 100% responsible for their own life. Mm. But they still are. Okay, you can receive support, mentorship, guidance, help from a loved one, a family member, a neighbor, a mentor, a coach, but you're still responsible for your life and your results at the end of the day. So all you can do is serve other people, help give them more information, more awareness, more consciousness. And then ultimately, it's up to them what they do with this information, mm-hmm. right? Because you are their environment, essentially. If we bring this back to environment and community, right? What you share on this podcast, it may influence someone's thoughts, which in turn might influence their beliefs and then influence their actions and their results. But they had to make the decision to take the information from you and do something with it. Mm. And so it really comes down to this idea of responsibility and self-responsibility. So if I'm 100% responsible for me, well, I can't take on responsibility for you. And it would actually be really negative for me to do that, to take on responsibility for someone else. And, you know, in the psychiatric communities, that's a lack of boundaries right? And, and that's what we're talking about here is do you have that boundary around yourself to recognize what you're responsible for? And you're able to honor and respect somebody else's boundary and allow them to step into their power.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Does that answer the question?
0: It totally does. It totally does. And I feel like this is a whole nother topic, like a whole, we could do a whole conversation on boundaries <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'm curious. I know you're in the coaching world. I've been in the coaching world since 2011. And I think that there, this conversation, I'm actually going to add this. Thank you for sharing this. I'm going to add this as a checkbox in my onboarding process as a question. Do you believe you are hundred percent responsible for your results? Yes or no? Because there's a shadow side to the coaching, consulting, and therapy world when there's a mismatch of these beliefs of I'm a hundred percent responsible versus I am not a hundred percent responsible. And so do you have any, and it's okay if you don't, but do you have any insights around that phenomenon that's going on? uh, The shadow. Okay. Let's hear it. What do you see? Because this is taking me out of the game. This is one of the reasons I took a sabbatical. Not only there was a lot of things I just need to take a pause and and get clear on what's mine, what's not mine, and come back with cl- clarity of self, clarity of boundaries, of availability. But I see a lot of people kind of just being done with like the level of access for coaching. So anyway, I'll pass it to you.
1: Yeah, no, it's, oh, I love this conversation. So I think there's a real, there's a real disservice that was done in the coaching industry. And a lot of people refer to it as bro marketing. And I'm sure you you've seen of the this, where it's, you know, it's very salesy up front and but like, you know, really in your face ads marketing, right? Not like values-based information servant leadership. And alongside that type of marketing came results guarantees.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And they did a real disservice to the coaching industry because that gets someone to buy. That gets someone to give you their credit card. Okay. And and you see it a lot. And I could name a fair few of the the bro marketing leaders, but I won't. I'll, I'll leave you to find them yourself. But they're the big players who can afford to give a rebate if somebody doesn't do the work and get the results. So number one, they're playing into that typically. But the key thing that you don't necessarily know when you buy into something like that with a 100% results guaranteed or your money back type thing is that there are so many tick boxes and contingencies around what you have to do in order to get the guarantee. And it is always you have to do everything that we say in order to get the money back or the guarantee. Okay. But this is the thing about the human mind is that the majority of people won't do that. And they won't do it because there's a belief running in their subconscious mind that prevents them from taking the action. Even if 5,000, 15,000, $25,000 is on the line for the guarantee of their coaching program, if they've got a subconscious belief running in back that like freezes them, that stops them from taking the action toward their business, they just forgo the guarantee. And so it gets people to buy into a program that isn't actually supporting people to do the deep subconscious work. And that's where the growth happens, right? We we all have something that's called a paradigm. It's in our subconscious mind. It's a multitude of habits and beliefs fixed in there. And it runs our lives. And that's what's going to determine whether or not you do the work. And so- I could go on for hours on this one. This is a great question, but it's just, it really is. It was just like a sales and marketing tactic that I think it just plays into the wrong type of people and the wrong spirit of what we're doing. And really, we've got to look in at our habitual way of thinking, feeling, and acting. That's the work of coaching.
0: For sure. And because I've been around a long time, as I said, and I was part of a big, like coaching company with all the marketing, I mastered sales and part of mastering sales and, and business is being willing to experiment. So I did a guaranteed offer years ago and it went gangbusters, but I didn't do it with the check boxes. I did it as a servant leader. Like I was raised like washing people's feet every, you know, like five nights of like servant leadership is really, I love that you brought that up. It's a high value of mine. And so I, I, I did a little bit too much on the um, taking responsibility for other people's side. Like I was so invested. But like you said, if people aren't doing their subconscious work simultaneously, so there's both, there's those both sides of it. So anyway, so fascinating. So let's shift into the deep subconscious work, the paradigm. So, um, because I know we have a lot of people who you mentioned hustle culture earlier, have hustled and just are saying no more hustle. (laughs) I'm going to flow with my life here and also have desires, have dreams. And so how do you support your, what is deep subconscious work? What does that mean to you? What are some, you know, some examples and what are the potential results that can happen?
1: Oh yeah, great question. So, right. So we all have two parts to the human mind right? We have the conscious mind, which is our logical thinking, rational mind. And we have our subconscious mind, which is our emotional feeling mind. Okay. The only thing we can see on a day to day, and we intimately know for most people is our conscious mind. But what we don't realize is that the conscious mind is only 4%. Mm -hmm. But that's what's running the thoughts through your mind. That's who's having these like inner dialogues. It's the one who's overthinking decisions. Like that's your conscious mind. And our subconscious mind is like a, it's the feeling. It's the, the really well and true like beliefs embedded in your soul. And in your subconscious, you've got like your true inner self, like your desires, your wants, everything. But then there's also this paradigm, which I usually liken to like this knotted up ball of yarn. It's like all these thoughts and beliefs that have gotten all mixed up from all the things you've ever been told, all the experiences you've ever had, you know, any negative, you know, event in your life but also some positive ones, right? Your paradigm doesn't just have to be negative. We give it a bit of a bad rep, but it can support you. But the thing is, is that it's only going to support you if you start to do the work to build in the beliefs that support you in going after goals. And it's the goal that drives you to do the work, the Mm. growth, the, the subconscious work, okay? So if we think about it like, um what's the most you've ever earned in a year, okay? You know, the the majority of people are earning under six figures, right? That's just a fact in North America. Those people are wired up. Their subconscious belief system believes that they can only ever earn up to that amount of money. And their experience has shown that. And they only know what actions to take to earn that level of money. But if you want to start earning a million or 10 million or a hundred million, well, you need belief systems in back of that. Firstly, to tell you that you can do it and then help you think through like a hundred million dollars CEO and what kind of action they would be taking and how they would be speaking to themselves And that's the work is really about building this new identity of the person you want to be, who has the life that you want to have and, and embodying that, Mm. becoming
0: that. It's so good. It's so good. So I've been doing something someone shared with me, like, I don't know, spend the next, like the last three minutes before I go to bed to enter into my dream, you know, my sleep state to rewire my subconscious. And I swear just like a weekend, I already feel different. Yeah, of
1: course you would. Of course you would. Because sleep and prayer are two of the doors into the subconscious. Wow. And so our, our, our sleep life is like a third of our life on the planet. Mm. And so many people will go to sleep in a state of negativity or frustration. But if you go to sleep in the vibration of your goal achieved, then Mm. you're actually putting a third of your day into the right vibration. So that's amazing that you're doing that. There's actually um, Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard is an incredible book, very thin book that will explain exactly what you're doing. Um, He's got a whole chapter on sleep. Because feeling is the secret. So you've got to get into the vibration of your goals. If you do that before bed, that's a huge lever you can pull to increase your vibration.
0: Oh, so good. I'm definitely getting the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so incredible. <laughs> so so I'm curious what you're excited about right now. Like what's lighting you up? You have all of these, you know, keys, keys to success, keys to actualizing anything you want. So I'm curious what you're using with that knowledge and power right now for you?
1: Hmm. It's, it's about sharing this information with others. Well, and truly the deeper I go into this work to study universal law and then to study myself, because that's the key to, to learn about universal law and how the mind works is one thing. To learn then how you interact with the material and how you can use it Mm. is a whole other ballgame. And that's really what we do at Conway Consulting is we study powerful material, but we study ourselves in relation to the material so that we can take control of our lives and ensure different results. And so every awareness I gain about myself, about my subconscious mind, about my habitual patterns, I'm then able to help somebody else who might be going through that same experience. And it happens every week because when you live in this space, like this is a way of life, like operating with universal law, it is a way of life. And when you're doing this work every single day, you're uncovering new things about yourself every day. So it lights me up seeing the changes in myself, but then being able to share those And to share them with my family, like it, it makes my relationship better, it makes me a better mother. Um, you know, getting to come on a podcast and and share about this work is absolutely incredible. But then also just knowing that the impact that I'm having, by activating others to stand into their power, Well, that's incredible, because if we're all just here serving each other and we've all got incredible ideas, messages that we want to bring into the world. Well, if I empower 10 people, that's 10 incredible initiatives to make this world a better place. And that's what I love.
0: Mm, I really feel your heart for service. Thank you, Vanessa. So Mm. as we're wrapping up today, you have a special invitation and opportunity for our listener. Would you like to share about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So on my website, if you go to www.vanessaingram.com forward slash retreat, there will be a link through to our next live event. So as we're recording this one, our next event is coming up on August 10th, and that is a full day virtual retreat called the Ultimate Life Retreat. And that is really for anyone who is looking to dive deeper into what their ultimate life looks like, what they want to create in this world, what is their greater purpose and the goals that they want to set. And then we look at, well, what are the six essential traits that you need to start embodying mm-hmm. to make that life happen? Because it's one thing to dream up a dream, but it's another thing to make it happen. And that's what we're in the business of doing. So. If you go to that link, you'll get pulled through to the next retreat. If you're listening to this after that one is passed, it will update to the next available event after that.
0: Amazing. I love technology. That's so great. (laughs) Yes. Do you have a final message that you would like to leave us with today? Yeah, just own your power.
1: Take full responsibility for your life because nobody else is going to do it. And if you are, you know, if you've got big goals, if you've got big dreams, there's a message you want to bring into this world, there's impact you want to have, you have to start taking action. And the first step is deciding what you want to do and then deciding to go after it. So make a committed decision, do the work to get to know how your beautiful mind works and just start owning your power because you can make anything happen. Anything is possible if you decide to do it.
0: And with that, we'll wrap up for today. If you would like to click over to connect with Vanessa, the the link to her website is in the show notes. All right, until next time.